0: And welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction Podcast. Joining us today is Justin. How are you, Justin? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, really good. I'm the host for this one, Tom. And today we're going to be talking about esports. And and just before we do, esports is very popular. We know over the past 18 months, two years, it's grown in popularity. But there is also a lot of people that just play racing games or sims and they don't watch the live races or they're not too bothered. Or they might only watch it when it's on a TV channel on old-fashioned methods, right? Uh, so this is what we're going to do here: is sort of discuss why we think it's really enjoyable, what what trends we've seen, and also, you know, has it just been a bubble during the pandemic, or or not as the case might? Be. Sound good, Justin? That sounds great. I'm looking forward to this entire
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: nice. Well, we should say that Justin, Justin's been around. You've been around the esports scene for for many years, right? And commentating, and also doing sort of uh, community management tasks on esports competitions, right?
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, I've done um, primarily the big thing that people would know me from is F1 esports. I've done other smaller things that that people might know me from as well. But yeah, the, the main thing uh, is F1 esports, specifically the Challenger series, the feeder series, mm. you know, that um, prior to the draft of the pro oh. series. Um, and yeah, I, have been a part of that since the very start in 2017. Um, so five seasons, four years, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Five seasons, four years in total, uh, with F1 esports specifically. Um, but yeah, I, I've done other things as well too, but, uh, it has been, as you said, the last 18 months have been enormous. I would say potentially even more growth in the last 18 months than we had seen to that date in history so far. (laughs) I would agree with that. And
0: while the COVID nineteen pandemic, which is still ongoing, is is terrible and lots of people have been affected, uh, different governments have handled different things and all sorts of things uh, like this. Esports has been an area to benefit from it. I suppose every cloud has a silver lining for some people. And when, for me, what really spurred it on—you might disagree with this—was um, when Real Mudspot, let's say, couldn't do events or was compromised. And so a lot of last-minute uh, tournaments and championships or invitational races were put on in 2020 to uh, plug a gap, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I, I think it needed that. Motorsport needed to bridge that gap between right. uh, the real-life stuff and and the digital stuff. Um, and I think motorsport in, as a whole, not just Formula One, but motorsport as a whole – is potentially the area that stood to gain the most from that. Because I think a a lot more people are interested in seeing Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc race each other in a game on a wheel versus, say, two footballers playing FIFA together. I mean, I'm not saying that wouldn't be enjoyable, but I'm just saying the transfer of skills is completely different and separate. Right, Because you can have these uh, extremely detailed simulating
0: platforms and also steering wheels and pedals. Which are analogous to real life equipment. Okay, the feeling's not gonna be the same. That's a big thing. Right. But it's closer to, yeah, I don't know, watching someone play a PGA golf game, or like you say, or something like this, right? <laughs> so that that gives you more more connection. And and there was some really amazing stuff. It was mostly amazing stuff. There were some growing pains, I would say, as well. Yep. When real racing drivers were like, oh, this is not like the real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know, but it's as close as you can get.
1: People not taking it seriously, and the big or taking it too taking seriously. It.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, The drivers not taking it too seriously. Let's just touch upon that. That's a really good point. You know, they're spinning around, they're crashing, they're driving wrong way around the track. Uh, they're thinking it's a funny laugh because it's they're they're one of the privileged few who have the ability or access to the rail race cars, right? But for an audience, you just want to see a good close race because. And I- spinning around and crashing you know you could play mario I'll right. watch someone on youtube if you want it i will do whatever you want <laughs> we're here for a competition and when the competition is good that's when the esports is the best i think
1: that's right and it it often is very good i will say that about esports yeah, over yeah, the regular thing because of how quickly they can react to things how quickly things can change mm. um it, it just gives a little bit of a benefit to to esports they're able to um, do things like you know balance the performance of, of vehicles yeah. or uh, change the format of the racing mm-hmm. or the broadcast um, really quite easily and, and quickly. I mean, it's it's not you know as simple as just making the decision. There's still a little bit of work involved, but it's a lot less of a logistical nightmare compared to attempting to change something that's fundamental about about a motorsport like NASCAR or F1 or IndyCar yeah. or WEC or whatever it might be.
0: I think because of that as well. You tend to get closer grids. Now, there's often the case where someone is dominant. Look at, yes. on a house in Formula Pro Series this year, <laughs> yep. or Moritz Lona in um, mm-hmm. ADAC GT Masters Esports, but still, look, the field is close. So if you look at the results, you're like, oh, they're dominating, but it's it's not easy. But because you have, like, you can have, like, you say, balance of performance all just the same car or fixed setups, um, there's the opportunity there to not have, let's say, Lewis Hamilton in his most dominant seasons where. Or oh, Schumacher, for that example, where the race is kind of over at the start.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is they might seem dominant by esports standards, but actually by real racing standards, yeah. it's actually pretty tame. I mean, yeah. you know, cast your mind back to uh, the mid-2010s when when uh, Lewis and Nico were pretty much just racing each other to find out who was going to win uh, every race in Formula One. Um, you know, it was pretty bland in in that regard. It was just such a big gap between one team and the rest of the teams. And you do see that. You do see dominant performances like like Bono House in, in Formula Pro Series. That was also the first one that was coming to my mind when you mentioned yeah. domination in esports because it, it really has been incredible. Four for four. I think two for, for four when it comes to pole positions. But yeah. um, he really... And also, he's not a young guy either. Bono's been around for years and well, I think years he's a five-time
0: champion in another R-factor. Uh, Formula,
1: uh, for, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Formula we'll Sim Racing, FSR.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, FSR. So, yeah, you're right, he's been around the block and I'm sure when he was doing those races as well, but it wasn't like he was lapping everybody in the field, right? Right. Um, and the And the other thing is the professionalism, I feel, has dramatically increased, especially this year, in my opinion, because, the professional eSports teams have really stepped up a gear in terms of their communication on social media uh, the lack you know there are still opinions out there but the crazy outbursts and stuff are, are, are not really happening as much as they used to do and the sponsor I think the reason for this is there are is there a lot more sponsorship than ever and it doesn't have to have like a real motorsport star already in there to get that if you just want to watch the best racing those series are popular therefore it brings in the sponsors.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was uh I won't name names, but there was one particular F1 esports driver who was a bit caustic uh, right. okay. uh uh on social media for a while, but then after that initial season of Formula 1 when the sponsors started to come in and when the real teams started to come in as well. So, um the first season of F1 esports, for example, the real teams weren't involved in any way whatsoever. There was no draft per se or anything like that. I think people were just kind of assigned cars, actually, mm. if I'm remembering correctly, that was for, over four so. years ago at this point, but um, yeah, the really, the, the real life teams weren't involved in stuff like that. So the drivers were a, a little bit, you know, more um, aggressive and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Free is a good word uh, to say whatever they wanted on social media um which is you know comes with both pros and it cons does, does. right yeah you know I, certainly i think it's it's good for people to speak their mind uh and stuff like that but at the same time it's also good to see people maturing a little bit and the driver that I ha- that i have in mind people may be thinking of, of of the same driver potentially in their head again i don't want to name names um but pretty much overnight it feels uh, right. completely changed mm-hmm. uh, his attitude towards social media and, and uh, his the other the other drivers on the grid and stuff like that. And I think that sort of stuff is quite beneficial. You know, you, you see uh, F1 drivers being very, very mature. You do see the odd, you know, There's silliness an and stuff like that. To
0: the rule, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But for the most part, they're very aware that they're in the public eye and they're thinking yeah. about how things will be perceived and stuff like that, and I think very much so that has been translated over into the world of, of esports. Not just with F one, but a, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, a whole. I agree. Yeah. I think you're right. I think sponsorship and and just you know real life teams being involved, you know, things becoming a, very official uh, yeah. is what's sort of um, helping that to happen.
0: Yeah, I, like, I think uh, Red Bull Racing esports is a really good example because it's Red Bull's dedicated esports team. So first of all, that's a big commitment from a huge brand. Mm -hmm. um they've signed many drivers who are specialists in many different uh sim racing platforms you know f1 r factor race room um and many others and then they've got a sponsor or a partner as they would call it for basically every facet of sim racing Mm -hmm. so there's a special special pc builder the wheelbase the seat play seat Mm fanatic um merchandise uh for the clothing that's Monitors
1: big are big. I see like They've
0: BenQ, got monitor, Acer, Acer Asus. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. then, and Red Bull isn't the only one. Like every, every eSports team, that's how yep. effectively they're, they're, they're working. They want to get some good results, good exposure to a targeted, perhaps more useful, but certainly engaged audience. And that's good value for the sponsorships, right? And if everyone's behaving well, putting a good show, being professional about it, then that's a good example of, the fu- not the future of eSports, but how it is now and how much more professional it's become. Because and certainly, a lot more money is involved,
1: and and you're right about that. Uh, and and certainly, you know, it's just things have things have changed over over the years in the uh, in the esports scene. Um, and yeah, I, I I do think it is it is overall for the better. Um, yep. You know, I would say things are in a better place. Certainly, I think it's great that the drivers are being compensated better, as you said, with uh, uh better pay structures yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Well, because it takes
0: 12 hours a day to practice if you want to be top level. That's what some people are doing. It's a full-time job. So there needs to be this structure in place so that people can make a career of it to give viewers a better spectacle, right? Or for it to be uh, less amateur. So there has to be this balance of professionalism and sponsorship because that enables people to choose this as a career option, a genuine career option. Especially when you look at... uh, I I don't think sim racing is as cheap as it can be because if you add up a lot of the expensive equipment it's you know not affordable but certainly it's a lot cheaper than real mode spot i don't want to say it's better than real mode spot i'm not saying that but there are there is a subset of people now who literally just don't care about that and they're trying to just do esports as their main career path which is a huge step forward
1: and i always thought that was going to happen you know it, it was it's a natural progression uh that that i've and i remember there was lots of discussion as well too um about there was there was a time anyway at one point where it seemed like every esports championship the the goal was to like get into real motorsport to get like a real drive to get a shot a shot at uh you know an actual real life seat in in motorsport
0: style and all this
1: exactly exactly and i do think that Rather rightfully, that trend is starting to get bucked a little bit. Um, Just on the topic of how much things have changed in terms of payment and stuff like that, because we touched on that, I did a check um, because obviously here at Traction, we are the English broadcasters for the ADAC GT Masters esports championship it's a mouthful Um, but well done you you did it (laughs) thank you very much thank you very much you type it enough times on social media and you start to you start to memorize it um and uh certainly i had never seen it before um uh you know it was brand new uh when it came to traction it was brand new to me i'd never experienced it before um and i was i was really surprised by that hundred thousand euro prize pool Mm. um because that is a huge amount of money that is uh, a lot closer to what you would see from like League of Legends, Call of Duty, Rocket League. You know what I mean? From like yep. a, a high end, top level esports that isn't that isn't necessarily related to sim racing. And I was curious what it had been like uh, up until now, uh, or leading up until now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was uh, it was about half, uh, I believe, last time. But the real shocker was in 2019, pre-COVID, the, the ADAC esports championship prize pool was 5,000 euros, right. 5,000 euros, one of this year's prize pool. And that's after only two years. Now yep. that I don't think that in two years, it's going to be a 2 million euro prize pool. I'm not no, saying no, that. No. But there's accelerated but, growth, right? Exactly. And it's stuck around, even though yep. I think um, sort of that initial shine has worn mm. off because as you know as we were talking about early early days you had these celebrities coming in and and playing video games yeah, because the IndyCar stuff virtual gps exactly exactly you had all these people um uh you know coming in and ju- and just having a good time when they started to go away there was a worry that you know we were just going to go right back to where we were correct but that has not happened at mm. all i mean you look at you know we started covering uh psgl on on our yeah uh, we i was going to mention the... this absolutely enormous numbers and that's just from a league that's not even from an official esports
0: yes yeah Premier sim gaming leagues think what it is right and it's an independent mm-hmm. um youtube channel and league started on playstation and anyone can sign up and qualify and then you just put into different um group tiers yeah tiers yeah that's the word i was looking for <laughs> Tiers. And yeah, the, over 50,000 people watched their first round of the PC um, season 29, mm-hmm. which have just started, on their YouTube channel. And that's mad. Because remember, we are in the midst of a real Formula One season, right? Yeah. And it's not like filling in a gap. Oh, there's no races on. No. And no. There was no... Lewis Hamilton wasn't racing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Max Verstappen wasn't racing. <laughs> it was... Okay, F1 Esports drivers predominantly. But mm-hmm. they're they're esports professionals. They're not rail racing drivers, and that, and that to me just showed that the, the audience has stuck around. Mm-hmm. That yes, these celebrity races have sort of dwindled and died away, and they were popular because a lot of those viewership numbers were on terrestrial or sky or cable television, mm-hmm. right. so that inflates the figures a bit. But if you look at the online community, PSGL is a really good example. I think, like you said, of something that has carried that success and actually got record numbers this year, even though the big bubble was supposedly last year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't that long ago either. And again, this is speaking as somebody who's been around since day one of F1 eSports. Um, There was, it wasn't that long ago. It was only a few years ago that every single F1 eSports driver on Twitter had maybe a thousand followers very likely less and we're yeah and we're talking even like champions (laughs) like people that had won the championship with yeah around about the number of followers that you or i have or somebody who's just been on twitter for a very long time and stuff like that and and nowadays it's absolutely enormous and i mean um i think yarno opmir i think is kind of the poster boy for f1 esports these days um, you know he's 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 a he's a world champion he he signed for mercedes, mercedes which is yeah obviously a champion in their own right as well too and he's pulling in i think i saw him tweet not that long ago that he had pulled in he'd done a stream where he pulled in 10,000 live viewers on on his stream and a lot of times right, wow. he's you know he'll be streaming his point of view of psgl right. so when you factor that in PSGL's Plus, numbers are actually way, way bigger yeah, than than what than what we're initially thinking because there are so many people tuning in to watch. And it's not just him as well, too. Like every driver or many of the drivers will broadcast their point of view. Lucas Blakely, um, Josh I I do. Um I mean, a lot of the drivers will um yep. will broadcast. And so when you when you add all those numbers together, I think it's probably over a hundred thousand, you know, tuning yeah. in live and yeah. stuff. It's just Absolutely insane. So, um, but yeah, I think Jarno Otmir really has been, you know, kind of the 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 standard uh, for everybody else to sort of aspire to. But it's it's just absolutely insane to see the way that that all of these guys have grown, not not just, you know, the guys that are yeah. winning the championship.
0: A lot of them are active on social media, but they also mm-hmm. do their own Twitch streams. They might have their own mm-hmm. YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. And that just helps grow a fan base. They have got fan, these professional esports drivers have got <laughs> fan bases for that driver. For time. those who don't know, you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm a fan of this series. If you think of a rail Formula One driver, a NASCAR driver, or WRC driver, and they'll have a fan base, right? Mm-hmm. So do the eSports drivers. More and more, a lot. Some of them have their own merchandise ranges and all this, you know, mm-hmm. when it gets to selling T-shirts, you know, you've reached a certain level, right? So. Yep.
1: I've seen uh, Marcel Kiefer uh, yeah, uh, yeah. retweeting people that are wearing his merch and stuff like yeah. that. And Red I'm just
0: like, spots. I've got the merch, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, I'm blown away. And it's, and it's good stuff as well, too.
0: Yeah, I just think that's a sign of another sign, again, as I've said already, just how established this is becoming. And we're recording this at the back of the news that the Le Mans virtual has expanded or is returning. So for those Mm -hmm. who don't know, this was a 24-hour event uh, last year in lieu of the real 24 hours of Le Mans. Um, You know, pandemic was kicking off and everything.
1: uh, Real racing drivers and stuff
0: in last year's. Exactly, correct. And big success at the last Mm -hmm. minute. 40.2 million people reached um, across broadcast TV and the internet. So it didn't happen... So far this year, because real WC is back on, 24 hours right. and one just happened, Toyota won it, Jose Maria Lopez won. I'm a big fan. <laughs> but now it's returning, and there's going to be a series on the run-up to so there's going to be several endurance four endurance races. And then mm-hmm. it's going to end in the big 24-hour race, which is going to be also at the Odd Spot International, so in person. Um, we don't know the driver lineup, but I would hesitate to guess it's gonna be pretty spectacular. And so here's something that the ACO, who organizes the 24-hour Le Mans, said, while that was such a success, we're going to expand upon it into 2022 and 2021. Mm-hmm. So, you know, far from a, a one-off thing. And so I'm really, really looking forward to it. Obviously, I know I'm biased, right? Because tr- coverage is going to be live attraction. <laughs> but come on. When, I mean, when the ACO is <sighs> getting involved, that is, that's a very high order for me because so, they've got one of the most prestigious rail races in the world.
1: Yeah, I, I am hugely optimistic about um, the new virtual Le Mans series mm. and, and the next 24 uh, hour virtual endurance race as well, too, because, um, yeah, it was an absolute blast. Um, I helped out with um, uh, social media stuff on it last year okay, um, and, and really had a, a, a lot of fun just, you know, watching and immersing myself in it and stuff like that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Le Mans. I'm not a hardcore fan. I'll be the first to, to admit that. Well, 24-hour race is hard to watch live. That's exactly. I have <laughs> never once stayed up for the full 24 hours right, in order right. to watch it. I just don't have, <laughs> I just don't have the energy, or really the free time. I guess you need, to, you know, a 20, 24 hours where you have nothing else really going on in your life, um, or stuff that can be delayed. And and I just I haven't run into that, but my hopes are very high for yep. the 24 hours of Milan. i mean i think for a first go last year was an absolutely incredible i mean it really opened up my eyes i think to what you know virtual racing mm-hmm. broadcasts can be like um because it had that it had the assistance of uh the broadcasters for the real life lamont you know so All you right, had yeah. Uh, video game experts working together with real-life motorsport experts to bring you a motorsport in a video game broadcast. Hard to explain, but, you know... It, I know it just, what you mean. It, oh, my God. It was so good. I mean, I, again, I am biased, but I feel like I would, yeah, I would we have are. been a huge fan we're either gonna,
0: way. we are got to fly that, because yeah, you can watch every race live on the Traction YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitch, and we'll hopefully yes. be doing some... Driver interviews and stuff like this as well. So really, stay tuned. But but it comes from the heart, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why we're kind of getting involved because the, the last year's result at, la- at the last minute was amazing. So yeah, now what's it going to be? Imagine like? the full yeah, series exactly. and all the press, you know. <laughs> so looking forward to that. And, and it's not just Le Mans that gives Esports further credence this year, without the need for. Um, you know, I keep we keep saying it, but celebrity races, for example, like the IndyCar, Cyberbajano, London, Norris, a bit. It is that the car manufacturers are still just as committed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh Pesk and I racing in the Porsche um, e yep. Super Cup is is coming back with a new format, which will enable more people to get involved mm-hmm. uh, with a with a better qualification uh, system. And I think some of those races will also be broadcast live live before the main ones as well. So there'll be more of that. And then you've got Lamborghini and Ferrari still continuing with their esports series. And in the case mm-hmm. of Ferrari, doubling down. So like this year, the prize is to become a Ferrari, like a paid Ferrari driver. Okay, virtual mm-hmm. racing, but a paid Ferrari driver. Can you and imagine? I know, right? And you get to go the training in Maranello, COVID rules dependent and all this sort of stuff. So um for me, from as being a car nerd, Ferrari can be often be a bit of a laggard when it comes to new things. Yeah. And here they are going, now we're gonna have our own e-spots Who's we gonna run it. It's in a set of course of the first one, bit weird. But yeah, at least at least they're doing doing it and Lamborghini. And and Ford has an esports team that's still going, right? Yeah, Fordzilla. And they just had a stream at Gamescom to say, look at this futuristic car, and here's our team, and and mm-hmm. all this amazing stuff. So it's not just Uh, sponsorship and existing Formula 1 teams have spin-off teams, it's car manufacturers as well, and then the independents that get sponsorship. So, working all together, I think, I feel like it's still in the best place it's ever been. There's just this sort of top level of rail racing drivers messing about that's that's missing, which I feel like I've repeated to myself a lot. But that's that's my opinion of eSports at the minute. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that.
1: Yeah, no, and honestly, I I think the real-life drivers kind of did their job um, yeah, like I said before, it. you know, it See really felt Thanks like, so much. <laughs> exactly. They bridged that gap. They yeah, opened yeah. that, that door to so many people being able to appreciate yeah. sim racing. And I, I feel like, you know, we were, we were just early. The people that are coming in now, you know, they all, they would have liked it five years ago too, if they, if they had given it a shot, but they just, mm-hmm. they weren't given that opportunity. You know, it, it took a global pandemic, a hundred year pandemic. Yep. Um, with a, a really shocking, you know, mm. loss of life and impact to the economy and, and so many other things and so stuff things, like that, yeah. but it took it took something that big to yeah. to really swing the door wide open. And I feel like sim racing has really caught up to other uh, forms of gaming esports Correct. as a result of this. So yeah. uh, I feel like in the pandemic, yes, there was benefits, you know, if uh, for like League of Legends and Call of Duty or Smash, uh, you know, FIFA. every I assume every esport benefited from the pan- the pandemic, yep. but I think sim racing benefited more mm. than the rest, possibly because it was lagging a little bit behind, you know, so it had a bigger gap to this, to the ceiling, you could say, uh, to catch back up to where yeah. the kind of mainstream video game e stuff is at. Um, but that's exactly what happened. You know, we're, we're still not quite at the same level. It's a niche within a niche, um, which which will always make things a little bit difficult, you know. the The headline stuff is always going to be, you know, the the Call of Duties and 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 those kinds of things, mm-hmm. the things that have millions and millions and millions of players. But also, you know, we haven't even touched on this, but it's been a big year for motorsport video games in terms of like EA buying Codemasters yes. and now throwing the might of oh, of, of, of Electronic Arts. And behind basically, they bought that for Formula One, right? Exactly. And and it's not just a, a racing game. It's a racing game company. This is a company that makes multiple racing games yeah, and franchises yeah. and stuff. So I, I feel like, you know, there's even kind of background stuff like that that's been going on recently that's that's really just helped pave the way. Yeah, and, and all, that's such a good point, actually. I didn't think about the, the business
0: behind it from uh, the game publishing point of view. And while it wasn't explicit at the time, Formula One is used for PSGL, community leagues. You can; It has an inbuilt league system, an online play if you want to play with your mates without mm-hmm. streaming it. You've got the virtual Grand Prix, which is like real F1 drivers mixed with some personalities. And then you've got F1 Esports, Challenges that you commentated on, and the Pro Series. So there's a huge amount of Esports involved in the promotion of that game and using yeah. that game. And people who just play that game for Esports as their career, as we've said. And EA went, oh yeah, we'll have a bit of that and we'll buy it out for, was it a billion? Something like brilliant. that. Yeah. It was a shocking back.
1: number. <laughs> yeah.
0: They certainly didn't buy it for the Fast and Furious game. Anyway, no. less <laughs> said about that, the better. But uh, and and so that's that's a big testament to to things and how they've evolved and how they'll I think with EA behind it, that's gonna only be a good thing as well to, to push the online functionality of the game and the visuals and well, maybe it's gonna go to frostbite engine, who knows in the future? That
1: can only be a good thing, right? And actually, I do I do have some more numbers uh, that I pulled yep. up specifically about F1 eSports because yeah, I've been yep. so involved since since 2017. Mm. Um, ju- and this is based purely on Twitch VOD numbers. But I feel like Twitch VOD yeah, numbers yeah. actually give you a pretty good representation of how mm. popular something is. Mm. If you go check out uh, twitch.tv slash Formula One, um, just twitch.tv slash Formula One, right. uh, you F1 can see. Channel. Exactly. You can see the vods for the 2021 Challenger Series, which uh, I was one of oh, the wow. commentators yeah. for. Exactly, and those vods are getting anywhere from like 20 000 to 40 thousand views, or have 20 000 to 40 thousand views on Twitch, which is which is huge. That's absolutely fantastic. It's actually roundabout the same number of views that they were getting for the Pro Series wow. towards the end of 2020, and so wow, that was wow, wow. still in COVID time. So that's comparing a pandemic series feeder series to a pandemic top level series so it's not even comparing you know pre pandemic to to during the pandemic we're you know last year that was during the pandemic that was still kind of the height of uh, of f1 esports and all that kind of stuff we haven't started the pro series for 2021 just yet i've completely no. forgotten when that starts
0: well i don't think it's official yet i we would estimate october november but Right. The whole line, all the driver lineups have not been announced yet. Uh, the race format has not been announced at the Right, calendar. So I, I'm excited for it. And I do think it'll maybe be the most successful one they've had yet. But that's still, the numbers you've shown there shows how popular.
1: And that's with a game that's, get, that's receiving a lot of criticism from the F1 esports drivers as well, too. Right. I, I am kind of interested to see how that works out. Because, of course, uh, the Challenger series was done on F1 2020. The Pro Series will be done on F1 2021, which, yep. while the game is very highly related, uh, reviewed, um, everybody seems to For love it and stuff consumers. like that. Exactly, the F1 esports drivers are very critical of that game and the problems that it might have and Mind all of you, that if you played it twelve
0: hours a day, you're going to find more than most, right? Very, very true. Very, very true. So we played it more than game testers there. So <laughs>
1: exactly. So, uh, but. The the main thing to think of those numbers 10, 20 to 40,000 for last year's pro mm. series, this year's challenger series. You know, we may even get close to 100,000 for this year's pro series. A couple of years ago in 2019, the same challenger series, it was called something slightly different back then, but the same feeder series, uh, the VODs on Twitch were pulling about 2,000 views. So, 110th um, to 120th, which is also similar because remember, ADAC. It was 1 two years ago as well. Yeah. So again, I'm not saying that we're going to have 20 times as many viewers in two years and 20 times as much prize money. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying it really goes to show the growth that we've had since pre-pandemic. Yeah. has been and, and the sustainability huge. this year, right? Yeah. Now that, now that okay,
0: the pandemic is still ongoing, let's, let's stress that in different forms. Some of us are privileged to be in, in countries where the vaccine has been rolled out. But there are other countries like Australia, New Zealand are back in a strict lockdown right mm-hmm. and despite that all these numbers are still trending upwards for the yeah. for the professional or semi-professional esports series and and the challenger series is a it reminds me of perhaps one of our main final points i would say of this of this particular podcast episode other than please just go watch some esports if you've not <laughs> if you if you watched it on tv and then it's really rock, good yeah get back into it if you play every single, find a series in it even a community one and, and watch some stuff but there's enough of it on youtube um the, I think one area that has progressed a lot has been the route to the top leagues or yeah. the top championships. So challenges is a good series that's been around for a while. I, I think we see um, more championships that have like these pro esport teams and drivers at the top. But how do I get into it, right? Is it still mm-hmm. elitist? But there's more sort of Challengers series where um, anyone can compete to get onto that grid by just doing online time trials in the game, like in Half Factor 2 or the Formula 1, for example. And then if you do well in that series, you then get the drive for the Pro Series next year, which is what Pesky and I Race is doing this year. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, opening up the more time trials to more people. So there is still, like Real sport, a bit of elitism, so, 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 well, kind of, at the top, where you get signed mm-hmm. to a pro team and then you might be locked into that championship. But then some series have like a relegation process if like formula pro series on a team basis if you finish at the bottom you're out of the pro series and then you boot into challenges for the next year right erhan yoyoski in gt pro was unfortunately relegated he's now in challenge and doing very well in gt challenge this year so he can might be get promoted back in again and these sort of systems i think will evolve further but it's also something that now has been learnt about and and is they're, they're getting better at the um approachability aspects I think.
1: Yeah. And just on a personal note, I would like to see F1 do more. Like I would like to see them do an F2 championship, for example. Um, mm. Maybe, you know, take all the drivers that didn't get picked by a team yes, from Shield the Challenger that- series. And yeah, just throw throw them into, uh, you know, in, in the same game. So it's still F1 2021, but you just have everyone pick F2 cars. It's a very different sort of challenge. The only downside with that though is the top level drivers don't want to drive multiple cars. They right. only want to drive. Focus. Exactly. If if you jump from one mm. car to one car or worse one game to another game, yep. you run the risk of losing that feel, that muscle memory and stuff like that. Right. And a lot, you know, it's very rare, but you do have t- those drivers such as James Baldwin. I feel like he is the Jack of all trades that people right. love to mention um, where you can be well, good at multiple games, but James Baldwin, I don't think, has ever won, aside from World's Fastest Gamer, he's never won like F1 Esports or, no, or won I, I iRacing. won the GT or,
0: Esports Championship this year in a set of competition. Ah,
1: might, okay.
0: But not the GT uh, World SRO World Challenge Esports Series, although that's still ongoing. Um, but you're right. You, Your point still stuck. Right. I'm with you. Most it's drivers. didn't win F1 Esports. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got an example of one. Two multi talented drivers, which I've just been thinking about uh today, actually. One is Kevin Ziggy, I was just thinking, Kevin Ziggy. for team redline, yeah, now, he's the everywhere these days. Going. But he does like Formula Pro on a Monday, then ADAC GT, uh, which, is rocks, which is race room, which is a race room the next day, and then it's back in our factory, but in GT cars for <laughs> GT Pro as well. I'm like, oh, it yeah. probably does some more stuff that I'm not aware of, right?
1: And and uh, he, he, he did the Formula Sharp E. In. He did the Formula E stuff He did as well. the Formula E accelerate? Yep, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um, there's an independent driver, I think he was former formerly Williams Esports, Isaac Price, who just won price the s- sprint race of yep. ADAC GT Masters at Lausich Ring, the last round. Yep. And then kind of on the same day, but kind of not, he won the Ferrari Esports round as well, <laughs> which is in a of course. Uh, and the <laughs> only reason I say on the same day is because Ferrari esports is a weird one where it's recorded three days before it's broadcast.
1: Oh, I see. And okay, it was broadcast at the same. So you so watched won him. two races
0: at the same time. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> know, how was he doing that? That
1: is incredible. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But so, it's, uh and he hasn't got an esports team at the minute. He's just doing it on his own, but doing well in the Ferrari esports and ADAC at the. At the you know,
1: and he's former F1 esports as well. So right. yeah, another yeah, just kind of drives absolutely everything. Again, it's very very difficult. To be, you know, at road, the very yeah. at the very top. But yeah. it seems, yeah, certainly there are some people that can do that. And and certainly I think that does help people to become a full time sim racing professional driver, you know what I mean? To yeah. to ensure that you're doing enough to get paid so that it can be your sort yeah. of full time job.
0: It, yeah, I agree. I mean, while if you're not an esports professional, like let's say me or you, <laughs> we can play multiple games and think we're quite good. Mm-hmm. You know, ooh, I've the single player campaign. Oh, I've got a good leaderboard time. The level is way higher. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But what you can do if you want to try and get into it is try these multiple different platforms, multiple different wheels, different cars, tracks within the platforms, find your niche. And I would say you'd focus on that and then you can start qualifying for things and get into it. Um, All right. Well, thanks so much. I think that just about wraps it up. I think the gist of what we're saying is that... There wasn't really a bubble last year because things have still sustained or even increased
1: for professional level esports. Yeah, is that a fair assumption? I think so. Yeah, I, I think there was a little bit of a bubble, then a little bit of a deflate, but now we're back to where we were before, yeah. maybe even higher.
0: It's like it's like the foundations have grown. No, yeah. that's a terrible analogy. But anyway, oh no, no, I think we should wrap it up because I'm losing my mind. Uh, but th- yeah, essentially, and I, we said it already uh go watch check out some esports, some e-sports. yeah big yeah. time find your favorite game or sim platform or or driver spot yeah driver team sponsor whatever yeah give it a watch you don't necessarily have to watch it live because most of it's on catch up on twitch and youtube as well or yeah. even facebook um some series do highlights videos you can just watch that like for real motorsport i try and cover watch a load of it but mm-hmm. most of it i will watch the series when it puts like the five minute highlight video just so I can get a gist of it and then you get into it. So mm-hmm. I would check out those as well. Of course, there are a load of live esports on the Traction YouTube channel, but that's a bit <laughs> on say and we're not, we're not actually here for that. We're, we're talking about our genuine passion, but yeah. Uh, keep your eyes peeled on the Traction.gg YouTube channel. Uh, we'll have all sorts coming out. I hope to have something about the WRC World Rally Championship esports finale soon, but that's, there's a lot of um, FAA regulations about COVID that we need to uh, work our way through to get there. But if we're, if I'm there, I hope to record something with the drivers. There might be a special podcast. If not, at the very least, there's going to be an article. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Otherwise, thank you very much. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much, Justin. <laughs> thank,
1: thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank yeah, you. we've got some exciting things for the podcast coming up as well. So please do follow or subscribe the podcast it's free it just alerts you to whenever there's a new episode it helps our podcast out if you're listening on audio pop- platforms like Spotify, Apple Pocket Cast, Google or if you just listen on YouTube like and subscribe of course but what we'd like to know on this topic is comment below on YouTube or the website with your favourite eSports series what have you enjoyed what have you not enjoyed and then we might do something on the website uh, which is traction.gg about you know, what our community likes or doesn't like about eSports how it needs to evolve um, quick plug as well there's a great article about Monday Night Racing which is like an independent iRacing league that Justin Malello who writes for Traction uh, he, t- he partakes in so that gave me a really good idea of the passion behind it so check that out and that's a lot of plugging. I apologise let's go let's call it quits. thank you very much for listening keep it pinned